The Dental Download Podcast is your source for insight into dental school, conversations with dentists, specialists, and leaders in the industry. With new episodes every Monday morning, I'm your host, Haley Schultz. Let's get into this week's episode. Hello everyone, happy Monday. Welcome back to another episode. We have a solo episode and one of my most nostalgic and classic episodes a semester recap i do these every single semester so we're going to be talking about everything that went down d4 summer semester so we have a little bit of a makeshift podcast for you all today I apologize if it's echoey or there's any background music or not background music, background noise. There's no one in the dental school right now because it's our last day before we return from break. So it's Sunday night. And first of all, I was sick after my trip from visiting my friend to go to Colorado. Probably more than half the time that I fly, I come back with a cold. But this was a pretty like not the best cold. So I've been sick the past three or four days and our power went out. If you look up if you're watching this recently, the big storms in Michigan, a lot of people had intense flooding and even tornadoes. We were fortunate, myself, my house in Ann Arbor, my family back home, we were all safe and everything. And my parents' house still has power. So I spent some of the break there once I got back from Colorado. But I did come back to school because we were hoping we would have power by now. It was estimated to be restored yesterday but it's Sunday night and it's still not back up. So, you know, I wouldn't leave you hanging. I'm here recording the podcast still, so you're welcome. Um, But yeah, in a little bit of a different setting, so hopefully the audio still sounds okay. But we're going to get right into the episode and the recap of D4 summer semester. So I've said this a bunch of times, but in case you don't know, University of Michigan has three semesters per per year for dental students. So we have a summer term and then we have a fall term and a spring slash winter term. So I only have two left before graduation now. And I've done a semester recap, I believe every single semester of dental school. So if you want to know what D1 is like, what D3 is like, you could search D1 winter semester. You could search D3 summer semester to see what the start of clinic was like. You can search any of those things and you'll get all the info of what it was like because half the time I don't remember what life was like years ago in as much detail as I do right when it's happening of course. So I usually like to talk to you all about the classes that we took, kind of the highlights, the lowlights, things that were challenging, things I liked, things I didn't like, but what's great about fourth year is we're barely in any classes. We have 16 credits that we took this semester, which in comparison I think our highest semester was 28 or 29 credits. So only two of them of the 16 this time came from didactic coursework where you're watching a lecture and studying. And the first class, which was one credit, was only half a semester, and that was a special care dentistry class, another one we've had one before. And then the other class that was the full semester, so it had a midterm and a final, was an advanced oral surgery class. So everything else, the other 14 credits were from clinical courses. So I had some credits from my orthodontics elective, and then we had nine credits from our clinical grades. So a component of that is kind of meeting your professionalism standards in clinic, so your patient management, 
and assisting and other things that they want you to do to be on top of taking care of your patient pool and supporting our peers is a small component of that. And then that grade is given to you by your patient care coordinator, which is kind of like our go-to person. If we have any problems with patients, any questions about how things in clinic are running, they're not dentists, they're more like administrative people and they're assigned one for each of our four clinics. So I have someone I work with directly and they're super, super helpful. But a component of your clinic grade is from that and then other components are from each part of the disciplines of dentistry that we get graded in. So you get a grade from periodontics, restorative, and prosthodontics, which is based on a compilation of whatever test cases you had to complete for that semester. And then all that comes together to be a nine credit single grade with certain percentages from each discipline as well as your professionalism. And then we have four credits from external rotation and that literally is the easiest four credits ever. It's just showing up and doing the work asked of you and being respectful and completing your procedure reports every single day in clinic. And then you also have to complete one test case and complete a pre-reflection and a post-reflection about how your rotation went and a few surveys about the preceptor and the clinic site. So just basically busy work and showing up and doing what they ask you to do and you get full credits for those four credits. And then we had one class that was pass-fail that was titled something to do with professionalism, but it was really a class that forced us to do five mentoring sessions and reflections pre and post about those mentoring. So that could be helping the D2s in their different sessions where they do anesthesia on each other or they take alginates or they do profies, but it can also be assisting the class below us and like mentoring them as long as you write about it beforehand and get it approved to count. So mine were mostly from the two assigned sessions. One was like blood glucose and physical exam, that kind of skill set. And then the other one was taking diagnostic impressions. And then my remaining three of the five were from mentor assisting. You could also help out in like the radiology clinics. There's a lot of ways to get those five experiences done that let you pass that class. But it just kind of keeps the school running in a way that's supportive and helpful and has people to mentor and teach during those sessions because there's only usually two faculty and 20, 30 students assigned, the students get paired up and they need more people to facilitate the learning of those small group sessions. So that's where they have the D4s come in and help. And usually there's a D4 for every two or four students as they're learning, plus the two faculty floating around for, I don't know, anywhere from 20 to 30 students at a time. Just a few quick likes and dislikes, if you will, of the classes and the class structure. Obviously, who doesn't like less credits, less classes, less studying, and I thought that the oral surgery class was fairly similar to all of our other oral surgery classes, just a little bit deeper dive, so it wasn't too complicated to learn or study. I wasn't like keeping up with it week to week. I would just watch all the lectures and study about a week or so before the exam. It would end up being I don't know, five, ten lectures at a time or something, so it wasn't too terrible, which meant that week to week, all I was really focusing on was patient care and patient pool management and then anything in my personal life. So that would be probably the biggest like, and I honestly love teaching and mentoring, and I have a lot of friends in the younger classes from different club involvements, and like even two of my roommates this year are D2s, so 
I love the mentoring. Like I got to help one of my roommates with her alginate lab and I've had them come assist me and that's been really fun. Or I help my different friends from Bible study that are D3s with their first filling and they get to same day on my patients and I can mentor them through that filling too. So it's been fun. All the requirements for assisting, I haven't really minded. I mostly use them trying to help out the younger students, and occasionally I would assist my classmates, but it really felt like the younger students needed the help more, so that's often what I was using my assisting requirements towards. We were required to assist two times per week for part of that grade, so that ended up being around 16 or 17 for me because I was gone for four weeks on rotation so weeks that you're gone they obviously don't expect you to be here and assisting but weeks that you're present they expect you to assist two times per week on average they don't look back at when you did them you just have to have the correct number in the system by the end of it so some people are trying to do five or six like half of them all the last week of clinic and then other people are done like a few weeks before if you start and work ahead and The biggest thing I think is being productive with your time and (laughs) trying to think of dental school as kind of a transaction. How much money you're paying every day, regardless of what experience you get, you're still spending the same amount of money and it's hard for me to think about it that way. But if you have a patient cancel, you should do something. You should get lab work done, assist, go check out the specialty clinics, like do something not just go home and sit on the couch, which I definitely took advantage of a few times in the summer or maybe went outside and had fun, whatever it may be. But I'm trying to be better about that as we're approaching my last two semesters as a student ever. Of course, Dennis, we're going to be lifelong learners, yes, but I really want to make the most of having access to those specialty clinics and residents and awesome docs here that you just don't have that same educational opportunity when you're out practicing. So I'm really trying to make the most of getting into oral surgery more. I never really spend extra time in oral surgery at the dental school than what's required. So I want to spend more time there and get more competent with extractions. That's probably my biggest goal going into fall semester. I probably should do either a segment in this episode or I'll probably save it for the next one since I didn't write them out yet. But some goals that I'll set for D4 fall just to hold myself accountable and then we can look back and see if I accomplished them. I don't think I made any goals for this past semester specifically. I had like my 2023 calendar goals but I don't think I had anything for this summer semester to reflect on but I will put that in the intro or something of the next solo episode. But that's really everything for likes and dislikes that kind of comes to mind and things I want to do differently going forward and different advice that I would have. So looking at clinic, overall experience like D3 versus D4 is night and day and seeing the D3 start and see their first patients and be petrified for a problem-focused exam, which I get because there's a lot of unknown when it comes to, well, what's the problem? And now I have to figure out a diagnosis and make a proper referral and document everything correctly. I do understand that they're more complicated perhaps, but it's just wild to look back and see that I was in that stage once and it's only been a year and how much progress I've made. It's pretty exciting to see that much growth potential and know that it's not limited just when I graduate school, that I can keep making huge strides every few months in terms of my clinical skills and knowledge and 
to stay motivated in that and passionate about it and not give up on that upward trajectory of learning and advancing my skills. So that's kind of motivating to me when I see the D3s and look at, I was there last semester, they're doing their first filling. I only did two fillings my first semester in clinic, and now I've done a ton. I don't, I don't really have the total because we do a lot on external rotation, so I'm not really sure like how many I've done externally. But I also wanted to talk a little bit about how I'm doing in terms of requirements. So you understand that obviously I'm more comfortable in clinic and one of my big goals was to get all of the test cases done that I could in the summer term so I can focus on patient care and actually advancing more skills that we don't get to practice in our normal clinic. So spending more time in the specialty clinic and less in the general clinic would be my goal of getting my graduation requirements done. So I've told you we have an overall clinical education, like a points number requirement we have to hit. And then we also have to complete all of our test cases with a passing score. Obviously you want an A, but you have to at least pass. So I've done all of the test cases that I could do except for a half of one. So I didn't do part B of our caries risk assessment test case yet because it requires follow-up on a patient that you've finished their caries management plan. I just haven't had a situation where I could do that yet. But I finished all of my PROS test cases. Actually, I haven't. (laughs) That's a good reminder. I haven't done my combo case, which is either technically a combo case is a complete denture against a partial denture, but for us, it's just the two arches of removable in the same patient, so it could be complete, complete, partial, partial, or complete with partial. In my case, it's going to be a complete denture in both arches, but I'm doing the test case for it this week. Fingers crossed, right, that it actually falls together, and once I start that process, I'm pretty confident that I would finish it. We get graded on the border molding and final impression, and then we get graded again on delivery day. So the in-between appointments don't get graded as part of the test case, but obviously they still matter to get a proper outcome and to do well on delivery day. But that's the last other thing I have for prosthodontics, but I got my crown test case complete. I've done all of my digital test cases and all of my restorative test cases, anterior, posterior. I've done all of my perio test cases, except for one that I'm also doing this week. We get back from break, which is just a reevaluation after SRP test case. So not too bad. And the other little lingering thing, it's not so little, but that people sometimes stress about as graduation gets closer is something called a case complete. And we have to do 10 of those, which exactly as the title says, you have to Use a specific code that you've completed all of your treatment for that patient and their case is complete other than now being in maintenance. So you have to do 10 of those and get the patient to sign and do kind of like a survey on their experience at the school and then you have to turn that paperwork in to your patient care coordinator, that same administration person that I mentioned. So you have to do 10 of those, which doesn't seem like a lot to me because I have like almost 60 patients. So I would hope that I can round up 10 people that are in maintenance or that will be in maintenance by the time I graduate, especially if I need to. I can bring in like my parents or something, but I think even from my inside school patient pool that they've provided with me, I should be able to have 10. But we can't start doing those until late November, early December, because six months recall, obviously, and they can't be due for a recall before graduation. So if I did one last semester, 
I would have to still see them for one more recall and basically fill out all the paperwork again. So there's really no point in starting it until kind of after Thanksgiving. But those are kind of my lingering clinical requirements. And in terms of points towards graduation, my class needs 900 and I'm at 732 with 14 extra from referrals. So 746 of the 900, which I think is awesome progress. And I've done a lot in the fall semester despite being gone for those four weeks plus with the different prosthodontics cases that I'm starting those are kind of a lot of credits but they're also spread out over a lot of appointments so you get a lot of credits in the end but if you put them by appointment it's not that many more compared to if you were just doing a few fillings every appointment you'd probably get the same amount of credits if you're doing six appointments to make one denture versus six appointments of fillings but sometimes you're not doing fillings and you're only maybe getting one tooth done or something so it usually is pretty profitable we can say in terms of credits but if we could do more dentistry per appointment it'd probably not be as profitable as restorative work but that all being said I'm on track I'm ahead of track I would say I don't really know where everyone else stands I know some people are done I know some people are way behind me so I would imagine I'm kind of average which is fine and I'm hoping I can finish them all in the fall if it goes anything like this past semester did I definitely would be on track to do that so the last couple things I want to talk about are external rotation which I have a whole episode on it so I don't want to talk too too much about it I will refer you to that episode and then I'll do some quick club updates personal life updates and we'll close off the episode okay we aren't gonna make this take too much longer because I'm coughing up a storm here with a hoarse voice from this cold but external rotation I was in Cadillac Michigan that site is no longer taking student externs so if you're a U of M dental student listening it's not necessarily relevant to anywhere you would get assigned but it's still similar to a lot of our other clinical sites so notable things I would say was doing my first root canal kind of most of the way through we didn't get to finish it but I got a lot more confident with extractions in the moment, but it's been so long that now my confidence is dropping back down again, so I need to get up in OS at some point. I have a whole week rotation coming up at the dental school and oral surgery in mid-October, so we'll reevaluate there, but also probably on my external rotation the two weeks I have at the end of September. And speaking of my next external rotation, I was assigned to a pediatric clinic fully pediatric except on Fridays they see veterans so from my understanding we're gonna literally be seeing kids eight to five Monday to Thursday and then adults Friday eight to five so it's longer than other clinical sites are usually only four days a week this one's five days a week full days so I don't know how we got stuck with that but this will be the true test to see how I like working with kids because I felt like we saw a decent amount of kids in my Cadillac rotation in the summer I would probably see one or two a day as the main provider, maybe sometimes only one or none, but it felt like a couple kids a day. And, you know, some are better than others. Some are super smooth, super easy, way easier than adults because the teeth are so tiny. If they're chilling and relaxing, easy peasy. But if they're resistant or having trouble, then it's way harder than adults. So it just kind of depends on the kid's temperament or how big they can open their mouth. Even if they're a nice, relaxed kid, sometimes you just can't access things the way you want to. But the other thing probably to update in terms of rotations is that orthodontic selective that I'm in, which is just an extra class that 
I think 20 of us are taking of my whole class doing an Invisalign case start to finish. It is so slow moving. I know they're doing their best of trying to sync up everyone's schedules. It's extra stuff on the teaching faculty in their clinic to teach us undergrads but it's been so slow we did our first clin check in may and we've done three since then and they're still not having us bond attachments yet like i just wish we could go in because the clin check gets returned by invisalign with the revisions that you want the next day but then they don't have us come back for seven weeks so it just doesn't really make a lot of sense i wish we could just pop up there when we have time and arrange one-on-one with the faculty a time that works rather than them putting it in our clinic schedule and blocking off time that we can't see patients and waiting around for five hours for them to finally see us instead of the other seven students that they scheduled at the same time so it just doesn't seem the most efficient and it is a little tedious and just slow so it hasn't been all that i hoped it would be but i'm still learning stuff and it's interesting it's just very very slow so not too many exciting updates in regards to invisalign case and clubs you all know it's kind of taking a slower turn into d4 i don't have as much leadership or activities that i have to go to it's a lot more that if i want to go i can go if i don't i don't have to But previously, when I was in leadership roles or higher leadership roles, I would go to every single thing. But now I am the Academy of General Dentistry vice president, or as a chapter's past president, and as a National Council on Communications associate. And then I also still help with the Bible study stuff for Christian Dental Association as needed, but it's usually pretty much handled by the other three leaders. I just kind of help if they have questions with more logistic student org things regarding dental school policies or university policies, not so much actual content of the studies. And then personal life, everything's going really well. I have some exciting updates to share in the future, but I'm going to hold off for now. I, in general, over the semester, just felt like I had a lot more free time because I didn't have many prosthodontics cases going on, so I didn't have much lab work to do. We were gone a lot of the time from the dental building, so that really, like, separates you from school when you're on those rotations. It's really weird to transition back into school flow, but since I finished my INBDE last term during D3, I had so much free time this summer. Some of my classmates took it early like I did, and some studied either early the summer or towards the end of the summer and just took it and that obviously changed their dynamic of their semester because they had to do a lot more studying but one thing I'm not doing with this free time I'm definitely seeing friends and family and working out but I'm not on track for my reading goals so I would like to also step that up in the fall here I mean I have time I just like literally I've been out of power for three days You'd think I would have read a page of my book, but I haven't. So I have zero excuses. I'm just, for some reason, not doing it. But overall, I would say summer semester flew by and was pretty great. I had a lot of fun, a lot of awesome outside of dental school experiences, socially with friends, meeting new people, just going out, living life. And the break that we had was two weeks, so it was my best friend's wedding. I visited a few dental offices. I took another trip, as I mentioned, out to Denver to see another best friend that lives out there. And I spent time with my boyfriend, who's in Illinois, so a little long distance. And I saw my family and my friends back home in my hometown. So a lot of different things. 
and I'm just hoping at this moment that my power comes back on. But thank you all so much for listening to our recap episode for this semester and for tuning in this Monday. I hope you all have a wonderful week and I will talk to you in our next episode.